Welcome to Talking the Word. I am Pastor Josh. And I'm Pastor Matt Skiles. And today's topic that uh, is brought to us is forgiveness in the hardest times. Yes. Um, I think that is something that, um, you know, one, we all struggle with, and that's yes. something that everyone's going to struggle with, and that's yes. forgiveness in the hardest times. And it, and it doesn't matter, you know, to be honest, it doesn't matter what what you go through, what that hardship looks like and the hard time no. looks like. Um, you know, there's always forgiveness somewhere that's that has true. to be done. It could be whether, you know, forgiving the very person that, let's say, broke into your house mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or murdered someone close to you sure. or someone that said something wrong or, or you know, treated you off. Well, I mean, if, you yes. know, forgiveness is much needed. But, uh, but I think uh, the reason what sparked this topic of forgiveness and all that Pastor Matt kind of go more in depth on that. So we're going to flip it over here to Pastor sure. Matt. Yeah, he'll go in depth on that. I found an article in, um, in NPR actually from last year. It was in October of 2019. A young man by the name of Brant Jean um, lives in Dallas, Texas. His brother, um, Botham, was uh, killed, murdered, shot to death by a Dallas police officer. And, um, and during the court hearing, Brand Jean, he's 18 years old, a teenager, uh, publicly forgave this young woman that shot and killed her brother and even asked if he could come down and give this young lady a hug, which he did. And he said, I forgive you and I and I want the best for you. And when I read that and I saw that, um, it just really kind of surprised me because I wonder if that was you or me in that situation. If we were the family member of a person that was raped or murdered um, or killed. Um, I think about, and I don't want to get too personal here, but I think about parents of children that maybe were, have been sexually abused or have been abused physically. Uh, I think about all the family members um, that have been affected uh, because of the sexual abuse by the Catholic church with, mm-hmm. um, with, with young boys and young girls. Bad things happen, Pastor Josh. You yeah. know that, and I know that. And so the question that has been going over in my mind and really was a topic that I thought really would be a, a good way to kind of segue into this was to bring this out. Because how many of us, if we were in that courtroom like this young man was here in this article I read, would be willing to do that? Because I'm not sure we really could understand what it would be like to have our brother or our sister be murdered or shot or killed yeah. or something like that. Um, but yet for the Christian believer, and this young man is a Christian. Uh, he demonstrated that his mother as well, um, his mother, Allison Jean, uh, even posted on her social media how proud she was. She told him, um, she said, I'm proud of you, my son, Brant. Regardless of the views of the spectators, walk with God always. Forgiveness is for the forgiver, and it doesn't matter what the forgiven does with it. And that's true. It is. She's made a very wise statement there. Forgiveness is for the forgiver. So I think it's important because we're going to go through difficult times. We're going to go through struggles. And and it's hard enough for us to forgive just in the day-to-day things. People offend yep. us. People wrong us. People hurt us. What about if something tragic happens? It's a good, good, good way to look at it. It is, and it's, and it's one of those things where uh... – or, you know, it is a tough one. It's kind of, you know, we put ourselves, you know, if we try to put ourselves in shoes, how would you respond? How would you react? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is one of those, like, to be honest, in my opinion, is if someone were to kill someone close to me, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd get angry. 
Mm-hmm. I'd be irritated. I'd be mad. And I'd be like, I, I want, I want the worst possible thing. And I'll, you know, because that's just our sinful nature popping up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we want. Yeah. But, but to be, to be at the point in life mm-hmm. where you can watch someone so close to you die through murder like that, and to be able to look at that person and sit there and say, "You are, I forgive you. You are forgiven. Go be free." Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of takes me back to when uh when Jesus was standing there in front of in front of all of Israel there, um, and he was being judged. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was up there and he was he was sitting there with Barabbas and you know Israel. They're asking, "Who do you want?" And they're like, "Give us Barabbas." And they're saying, "Crucify Jesus." And it kind of you know just hearing that it kind of sure. plays you know plays that back in my mind it because it's just like it's like. We didn't deserve forgiveness no. whatsoever, <laughs> but for some, but That's somehow right. God found us worthy and deserving of His he forgiving did. grace. He that He looked at us and said, "You know what? You have been forgiven. Go be free. Live your life and enjoy right. it." And that's what He did, and that's what He did by when He went to the cross and He died, yes. and um, you know, to give us new life. You know, He exhibited that, mm-hmm. even though we, even though we murdered against Him, even though all the awful things we did in life like mm-hmm. steal murder rape mm-hmm. uh everything like like we did all this stuff and christ mm-hmm. still looked at us in that moment and no, said sure. when when we were on trial absolutely for for what we're doing and he looked and said even though you have turned your back on me yes i'm gonna let you go scotch free and that's literally what he did yes. and, and i think that's a perfect example because mm-hmm. that person there you know based mm-hmm. off his faith he's a he's he's taking Jesus and he's explained Jesus in a whole mm. new way that we don't yes. see. Yes. Um yes. actually that's very hard to find in today's society because he's actually implementing what he reads and what he's being taught. And he's going, I'm gonna be Jesus yeah. someday today. And, and a teenager, this young man's probably not even 19 years old yet. He's and, showing more spiritual maturity and he's showing more Christ-like character than most adults would because I've yep. been I've been in situations where you've had incidents where there's been abuse, sexual abuse, uh, people have been victimized by certain mm-hmm. things, and they they're dealing with that in itself. But then the family members are very bitter, very angry, and they want to seek revenge or they want to yep. even the score. They do. You know, I think back to Joseph in Genesis chapter fifty. You know, his brothers sold him into slavery. And Joseph's life over the next 20 plus years, I mean, 20 years. Now you're talking a big chunk of his life. Yeah. Um, he's He is sold into slavery. Then he's falsely accused of rape and he's mm-hmm. imprisoned. And while he's in, he goes from, he goes from being a slave to a prisoner. That whole time, God is obviously working and, and ministering mm-hmm. and, and intervening and, uh, fulfilling a plan for Joseph's life. And then Joseph ultimately goes from being in a, in a prison in Egypt to riding second chariot to Pharaoh. He's the governor of Egypt, a man of great power. And then yeah. having interpreted these dreams and having brought about a plan of, of deliverance and oh, yeah. preservation for, for Egypt to preserve the nation and spare them from starvation during a drought, uh, his brothers, come come across his path again after he's reunited with his brothers if you've read that story in genesis he's reunited with his brothers he reveals himself to his brothers as to who he is 
he brings his whole family, all of the house of Jacob, their family, their children, their flocks, their herds, they all come to dwell in the land of Goshen. Well, after Jacob dies, his brothers thought, now he's going to seek vengeance on us. Yep. And uh, in Genesis chapter 50, um, Joseph said um, to his brothers in verse 19 of, of Genesis 50, do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God Amen. meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Now, that's very difficult for a lot of people, because what happened to Joseph was pretty hard. I mean, it's bad enough to be to be sold into slavery. It is. Bad. And the it abuse is. and the and the torment that he went through. And that's difficult. And then you get back to people that that are that are either victimized by bad things um, or people that have been hurt or that have been wronged. I know a lot of people in ministry, a lot of people that are in the body of Christ that are very, very bitter. Mm -hmm. They're angry. They've been hurt. They've been wronged. And and those are the times that you have to you have to realize that that it's it's part of. Who we are as Christians, it's not an option. We got to forgive. We have to forgive. It's not an option. You can't say, well, I'm going to carry this grudge or I'm going to be mad at this person. Maybe this person did wrong to me. Maybe this person treated me badly. Maybe maybe this happened to me or that happened to me. Whether you are a, a victim of childhood abuse, whether you've been victimized in another way or somebody has done something traumatic or you've seen something happen, like in the case of what we talked about, maybe a loved one, a friend, someone has been murdered or has been treated badly. Um, that's that's very hard. It, it is hard. And it's, uh, it's one of those things where. Uh, where, where, where actually becomes, you know, so much of a struggle because you mm -hmm. watch that happen and all you want to mm -hmm. do is you just want to, you know, our mm -hmm. sinful nature kicks in, we get yes. angry, we get bitter, we, one, we start to question and doubt God and ask, why would you allow this to happen? Why, you know, why would you allow that trigger, so, so-called yeah. trigger to be pulled when you could have stopped it? Sure. And it goes back to what we talked about in a previous yes. podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just, it's just one of those things where we have to understand and that is, that is, yes, we understand that we want to get back at them. That's mm -hmm. our sinful nature. Mm -hmm. But we got to know that God does tell us that vengeance is his, not yeah. ours. And that sure. we're not called to judge people yeah. based off of the things they do. Mm -hmm. We're not called to judge. We're called to love. That's and right. so it comes to one of those moments in time. Right. And, and this goes so much for me as it does for everyone else. And that is the fact that, you know, I have to take this to heart and I have to eat these words all the time. And that is, you know, situations arise where, where stuff like this takes place. Sure. It, it, it does get irritating. And, it does. And you have to, and I always have to remind myself this and that is, you know, why, why should I get upset and angry because, Oh, someone raped this person or, or this thing happened to me and that thing happened to me. Why should I get angry about it? When I don't need to worry about it, because in honesty, if we spend our whole life getting upset and angry with with every little situation that arises, mm -hmm. then we're basically wasting our life. Yeah. And it's one of those yeah. things where, you know, we're not called to waste our lives. We're called to be mm -hmm. doers of the word. We're called to yeah. be the light and examples in, into the world. Mm -hmm. And and the best way you can reach someone, you know, who who has murdered, let's say, like, mm -hmm. so it's like a lady, she killed, she killed, you know. 
her son, his brother, and mm-hmm. and they were able to go up to hug her and say, "Hey, we love you. We forgive, forgive you, Scott." It's amazing. And and see, the cool thing about that is, is that might have just changed her life for eternity. For eternity. That might have just saved her, mm-hmm. you know, from spending eternity of separated from God. Yeah. And that's one. You don't know the difference that makes in a person's life because forgiveness is something that. And I say this a lot from the pulpit when I preach sometimes. We are most like Satan, our enemy, when we sin. Yeah, We're most like the devil when we commit sin and disobey God. But we are most like God when we forgive. Oh, yeah. We are most like God. And Jesus taught in the Lord's Prayer when he, when he gave us the model of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6. He said in verse 12 of that prayer, when we're praying, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. But he goes on in verse 14 and verse 15. Of mm-hmm. Matthew 6, and he says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. He then goes on in verse 15 and says, But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you of your trespasses. So nobody likes to hear this, Josh. No. And you, and, and, and I don't know if you've ever thought about it this way before, but that, but God's a conditional God. Yeah. Okay. And I heard a pastor in California say this one time, and I kind of was taken back by it at first. And I thought, wait a minute, God's a God of unconditional love. And God's a God of unconditional grace and mercy. And he loves us with an everlasting love. And all of that is true. Mm-hmm. But there's conditions. You want to make heaven your home, you must be born again. Yeah. And if you you want to be saved, you have to confess your sins. Yeah. There are conditions to God's to God's work in our life. And so one of those is if you want God to forgive you, you have to forgive others, especially as a believer. Yeah. A, a believer in Christ has to have a forgiving spirit and be willing to forget. That doesn't mean that it's easy because it's not. It's and, and even the apostle Paul, even the apostle Paul uh, was, was treated very harshly. In fact, in one passage of scripture, he said, Alexander, the coppersmith has done me much harm. And you know what he says? He says, may the Lord repay him. He was saying, may the Lord take vengeance, not me. Because the Lord says it in the word of God that vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. It's God's place to right the wrong, if you will, to correct the circumstances, to balance the scales. It's not our job. We take matters into our own hands and we end up thinking that we can settle that ourselves. And that doesn't do anybody any good. And like you said, no, that no. family going up to that young lady and 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 forgiving her, publicly saying, we lo- we forgive you, we're yep. praying for you, and, and hug her and acknowledge that publicly that they're forgiving her. Yeah. Everybody in that courtroom. So that made the local news. Mm-hmm. How many people in the greater Dallas metropolitan area saw that? I mean, how many people in the Dallas Metroplex saw that and thought, thought wow, that guy is forgiving his brother's killer. That's never, you never see that. Now, I've seen a lot of incidences in news, news footage of parents and, and children that, uh, children that have been abused, they, 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 they attack, they attack the, the, the perpetrator. They go they after, they, they go after the perpetrator of that crime. Their child or their loved one was, was killed, raped, abused, molested, and, and the perpetrator sitting right there and they, they just lunge at him and attack him. That happens. You it see that happen. all the time. And, and I'm reminded of a, of a, you know, this, the news report I watched about a karate teacher in uh, Louisiana. This has been almost 40 years ago that, that uh, molested a, a little boy that was in his karate class. His father uh, filed, filed charges against him and 
and, and, and that man was finally arrested and extradited and brought back to New Orleans, Louisiana. He had fled the state and was going to flee the country and they arrested him. And while they're walking him through the airport to take him to the, uh, the parish, uh, the parish prison, the parish jail there in the county there in New Orleans, that father right there in the right there in the airport was at a payphone waiting for him. And when he walked past him, he pulled out a gun, shot him in the head and killed him. So now a man's dead and that father's going to jail for the rest of his life because the news yeah. camera caught it on, on film. That man should have just let that man should have just, you know, forgiven and let the let the let the justice system do do its job. Yeah. Uh, the man the man was 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 going to be found guilty. But that father couldn't forgive, couldn't let that go, and he took matters into his own hands. And that shows you that never, ever, ever does anything any good. The Bible tells us in the scriptures that we are to forgive, and it tells us that we're supposed to, you know, we're we're, we're supposed to demonstrate demonstrate forgiveness. We're supposed to show forgiveness. We're not supposed to, uh, you know, try to take matters into our own hands. The Bible says this, and it's very, 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 very true. And I think that it's it's um, what Paul says, he says um, in the scriptures there that we are to forgive one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. And and a lot of times people don't understand that that's not that that's not just a option. That is a command. We're told mm-hmm. that we need to forgive. We need to demonstrate yeah. a heart of forgiveness. Yeah. And I, I just think that, you know, when it talks about forgiving one another, and offering forgiveness—that—that's—that's that's not very easy for a lot of people to do. And I understand that there are people that that have been affected personally, and they're emotionally traumatized, they're mentally traumatized, mm-hmm. but spiritually they're carrying around that weight. And Josh, when you can forgive, you release. And again, forgiveness is for the person that forgives. Mm-hmm. What the what the person you're forgiving yep. does with it is between them and God. Between them and God, because yeah. there's no guarantee that they're gonna that they're gonna accept your forgiveness or they're gonna ask for your forgiveness. Sometimes you just have to willingly give it. So yep, and, and, and it's one of those things where we have to remember this, and, and in those moments we have to remember exactly what Jesus did for us. You know, because you know we had mm-hmm. we hit our moments in, li- in our life. Well, we actually sat there. We turned our back on God. We spat in his face. We cursed him and told him to die. Yes. We we, we tied him to a pole. We whipped him to where there's nothing left of him. Yes. We we threw nails in his hands and feet and hung him on a cross mm-hmm. with a crown of thorns. We stabbed him in his side. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and see, the thing that, you know, through all that is is the fact that even though we were, we were wanting Jesus to to – we're, we're accusing Jesus of things he didn't do. He still loved us. He sure. let us go free. But even on that cross, mm-hmm. when we put him there, after all that we put him through, he still he still looked up to the heavens and said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they have done. What they and do. he went on and asked for our forgiveness and forgave us sin. And 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 he and, and it even gets better than that is the fact that he went down into the grave, rose in three days, and said, Hey, you have been forgiven, you've been set free. Set free. And here's this brand and, and see so the thing of it is, even though we turned our back on God and we walked away and we basically uh-huh. said we basically basically were saying the words of screw you God, we're done. We don't want to bother with you. We don't want to mess with you, whatever uh-huh. and treat him so awful. He still turned around and rose up for that grave and said, Hey, I got you something. Mm-hmm. And I want to give it to you. 
And what's in the gun? What's the catch? And it's like, there is no catch. There's no catch. The only thing that is, is all you got to do is you got to call upon the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You got to you got to confess that you are a sinner mm -hmm. in need of God's saving grace. That's and right. that's to understand that mm -hmm. you are not perfect, that you are forgiven. not, that you made one, that you have been forgiven through Jesus Christ and that, yes. you, that you need him and that you know you need for him. And it's and it's one of those things. Is it's just like they displayed. They displayed that they, they literally took the example of Jesus the cross and actually showed it and mm -hmm. said, hey, because Christ has forgiven me. I'm able to forgive you. And that's what we should look at it is because Christ has forgiven us. We should, we should be able to forgive others. And it's hard. And it's almost hard because our sinful nature yes, still is. creeps in, but that's where, you know, we got to go back to being grounded in God's word and being, you know, grounded in the fruits of the spirit and all of God and be submersed in God, because we got to understand that, you know, and this falls back to this and this is how our sin nature works. So that is in times of struggle, and in times of need, we tend to forget God and forget who God is. But it's mm -hmm. in those moments where we got to understand and realize that God's the one that's going to bring us through. He has to. And see, it's one of those things like I tell people when they're struggling. It's like when you hit trials, you're so quickly to toss God out and curse God and say, I don't want nothing to do with you God, and not trust him. Sure. Because you feel like, you know, oh, God's done this, whatever. But but the weirdest thing. And, and, and it's one thing, and it's our sinful nature, and it's how we operate, is the fact that we can go hop in our cars, turn them on, and drive, and not think once, is that car going to turn on? Mm -hmm. We can we, we can show up to our offices, to mm -hmm. home, whatever, lay in our beds, sit in our chairs at our table, and know that that our chair is going to hold us up. Mm -hmm. We can we can go to our fridge and open our fridge and know that there's going to be food sitting there mm -hmm. for us to eat and that we're not going to miss a meal. Mm -hmm. and, and see, on those things, I like to call that non-thinking faith. Mm -hmm. And on those aspects, I like to look at people and go, you know, we're so, you know, we're willing to put our faith in things mm -hmm. that don't matter to a point that we yes. don't think about it. And we're trusting it with all of our heart, no. knowing that that it's we know that it's going to hold us up so we don't have to worry about no. whether it is. We but don't. when it comes to God, we tend to question and go is god gonna hold me up is sure. god gonna come for me is god gonna be there and and see see we should be sitting there on the things are that are man-made and questioning mm -hmm. hey why you know yes are these gonna hold me up and see a lot of the hash is because we can't see god and you know we can see these things and so we know about them we know how they operate so we know so we understand okay so these things are gonna hold me up it's it, it you know with god we don't see them no, we don't. And that's where it comes back to, you know, we're taught to forgive. Forgiveness is part of love. The Bible says love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't does, doesn't keep a record of evil. It keeps no record of wrongs. It always, you know, always forgives, always protects, always, you know, always hopes. That agape love that 1 Corinthians 13 talks about is the love that Christ has shown. It's the sacrificial love that Christ shows to us on the cross yep. when he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And the Bible tells us, and Paul makes this very, very clear in Colossians um, 3 and um, 13. He says, being bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so must you do also. And then he said in Ephesians 4, 32, that we're to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So we're to do exactly what God has done and what Christ has done. And if Christ forgave us, we have to do the same thing. And if we're going to be Christ-like and have the mind of Christ, we have to be willing to forgive, even if it's something 
egregious or or terrible. Mm-hmm. And bad things happen. We talked about that in a, in a previous podcast. Bad things happen to good people. Yeah. And we wonder sometimes, why does this happen to me? Why did this befall me? Well, it comes back to, again, we are we are called to be salt and light. We are called to be uh, an example. And part of that is, yes, I'm a Christian. I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Now I'm walking in the light as Christ is in the light. But I have the ability through the grace of God, through the love of God in my heart, and through the Holy Spirit to not only endure the hardship, but also to forgive, even when it's painful, I can still forgive because that's mm-hmm. the thing that we're going we're, we're gonna to stand in account for that someday and we give are. an account for how we live our life. And if we can't forgive, Josh, and you can't forgive that person that's done something wrong, no matter how bad or horrible it may be, then don't expect God to offer the same mercy and grace and forgiveness to us. He's already provided it for us. And he wants us then to demonstrate that. And so I always remind myself, Jesus went to the cross for me. So it's not too much to ask for me to forgive. Yep, it's not. It's not. And I have to remind myself that too, is to all the things that I've gone through in life and all the people that have hurt me and all the things I've experienced, I have to, you know, I, you know, I have to forgive and, and forget and know that, hey, you know, God has forgiven me. God has set me free. And, uh, and, and it doesn't matter what, you know, what I've done in my life or, what sins I've committed because it's through God's loving grace of the, you know, of the cross that we are forgiven. And he yeah. talks about that in John three sixteen, how yeah. for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting, everlasting life. life. Because Jesus loved the world so much and yeah. the every, everyone in it yeah. that he, that he sent his son down. He didn't send his son down for mm-hmm. a certain, certain few or whatever. No. He sent him for everybody to yeah. forgive everyone, all mm-hmm. sins. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's one of those things that, you know that as I look back at it, I'm thankful for it in my life because I I see where where I have failed God and where I had turned away from God, and where I was living my life. Amen. And to sit there and see that even though I was so undeserving, mm-hmm. I was this filthy rag that was covered in all this grease and oil, and stained up with all these spots, and there was and there was no way that I could find my way out. <laughs> I mean, I was at the but even though I was on my lowest and, 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 and I was, and I was way off from God in this dirty rag, he still found me so deserving of his love that he, that even though I turned my back on him and said, God, I hate you. I hope you die. I don't ever want to do with you. And I walked the other direction. He -hmm. still sat there and said, it's okay. He went up there and, and the, and the coolest thing I could paint this picture people. And that is the fact that Jesus is standing before the cross. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With his arms open wide, mm-hmm. amen. And and the whole time we're running from God. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, and sometimes we hit these low moments, and in our lowest moments, you know, we tend to question God, where you at? Yeah. God, where you at? But all we gotta do is because we spend too much time amen. working to the left, looking to the right, and looking to the left. Mm-hmm. And all we, and if, and if we just sat there and looked straight forward, we'd see Jesus sitting mm-hmm. right there, arms open wide. And the minute we fall down on our knees and say, Lord, forgive me, he grabs us, wraps up his arm and says, you have been forgiven. And he points back and he shows us the cross Mm -hmm. and he shows the blood that is stained on that Mm -hmm. cross and says, see that? That is because from my blood on that cross being shed and being stained into that wood, you have been eternally forgiven. 
to where you have the chance of, of having life again. Amen. You have the chance of coming around the Christ. And I think they paint the perfect picture of that by taking that very picture right. and, 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 the, and the very thing that God has given us. That's right. And I think they did a phenomenal yeah. job by, by showing that lady, hey, yes. we love you. Yes. And show we love, not only do we love you, but Jesus loves you Jesus also. Loves and, you and we want, and mm-hmm. I think, and this is the cool thing is, I can tell they cared so much about her mm-hmm. eternals, her eternal soul. soul to the point that they said, we don't want you. We know yeah. where you're going to go, yeah. and we don't want you we going there. You. So we're going to forgive you, forgive you oh, and show you that Christ forgiveness yeah. because we want you to experience God so you can live eternity with heaven. Because yes. they weren't sitting there, sitting there, look at your past and look what you did. And we're going to hold it against right you. They're the present. They, they looked at them and said, you know what? We're, we're seeing the future. Mm-hmm. And we know that with God, he can use you for his kingdom and his Amen. glory no matter what you've done. Amen. And they did that. They shown mm-hmm. that. And sure. as a teenager at that age to sit there. 18 years old. 18 years old to sit there <laughs> and, ex- and, exi- and, ex- exemplify. and exemplify that much faith at 18 years old. 18 years old. That's I wasn't doing that at 18. No. And that's amazing. And his mom, and obviously this is a Christian family, and you can see that. And his mother was very, 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 very uh, proud of her son. And I would be too if my child was able to demonstrate that kind of love. And that's that doesn't take anything away from the grief, the sorrow, the pain that they felt. Because yeah. obviously his older brother, who's a little bit older than him, uh, was a tragic victim. This I don't know all the details of what happened. All I know was, was that uh, this young man... Um, uh, his brother was killed. He and his mother were in the courtroom. Uh, this uh, a woman that, that that killed him, she was a police officer. I'm not sure if it was an accidental death. I'm not sure how it, 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 it played out in the courtroom. But I do know this much. At that point, when he sat there and said, I forgive you, um, I want the best for you, I pray him for you, and I, my family and I, we forgive you. He said, and I would really like to give that, that lady a hug. And he went out and gave her. I mean, that to yep. me, if you're a judge, you're a, you're a, a prosecutor. So you see that that's going to have a profound impact. Oh, yeah. And I'm not I'm not making light of the fact this family suffered a tragic loss because they did. But understand that God can still forgive that woman that did this this terrible thing. And we have to demonstrate forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And just look at the ministry like opportunities that open up because yeah. kids out of school, yeah. whether he's in high school, college, yeah. whatever, they ask him, how can you forgive them? He can share the gospel and change lives yes. because it's of the example he, 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 he displayed. One act of forgiveness. One and, act of and forgiveness. It, yep. And it's amazing. It is.